What's up, St. Louis? It's your host, Luke Farrell of the STL Bucket List Show. The STL Bucket List Show is driven by Bomarito Automotive Group. Bomarito is Missouri's number one car dealership with over 20 locations, so I guarantee that there's one in your neighborhood. Since the 1970s, Bomarito has sold over 1 million cars, and John and the entire team made us feel completely comfortable uh, when we picked up our new vehicle recently for the family. So I can't thank the Bomarito team enough um, for driving this episode forward, um, and enjoy the show. If you want to hear about St. Louis, tune into the Bucket List Show Weekly. Hear what Marissa and Luke say. It drops every Wednesday. Got a dope new guest every single week. Buckle up for the ride. Who's it going to be? Who's on the show today? They rep St. Louis. What to do in the loo on a late night or maybe what to do on a date night. Yeah. Bucket list has you covered, they know what's going on, what's going on, they'll give you, hey, 18 different things to do, or 19 if you need one more to choose, yeah, this city, city, city is a place we call home, a place we call home, yeah. What's up St. Louis, we're back with another episode of the STL Bucket List show, I got a very special episode, this is a first for us, we're making coffee in the studio with Moy Coffee, um, I got Pharrell Ahmed on here. Yeah, Luke, thank you for having me, I'm... Uh been watching and listening to your podcast for a minute since I started my business about a year ago. So nice. it's, well, it's huge for us to be here. Thank I, you. I seeked you out. I, I've been following along on Instagram. You've been doing a new series. You're on episode like seven or eight now, and yep. you've been pumping out content focused around coffee and conversation, it seems like. Yep. Uh, but I want to tell the people, St. Louis is such a big coffee town. As you know, there's so many incredible local coffee shops. Uh, but I want to learn more about Moy Coffee. Um, what does it mean? Tell us about the story. Tell us how you got started. Let's go from there and then work our way forward. Yeah, definitely. So Moi Coffee started out of my dorm room at St. Louis University. Um, between I'm a, I'm a student athlete at SLU, and then between my freshman and sophomore year, I had a stress fracture. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't going after anything, right? As an athlete, you're you're so used to always just every day working towards something, and then all of a sudden when you can't do that anymore, um, it, it feels as if like something is missing, right? Mm -hmm. So I started you know, thinking of business ideas and such. I've always been entrepreneurial in even when I was 14, 15, starting in high school. Mm -hmm. And I, my mom went back that summer and brought back some coffee from my family's farm in Ethiopia, which is where I grew up also. Mm -hmm. And I gave it out to some friends and, and my coaches and, and teammates, and they just they fell in love with it. They mm -hmm. were telling me how good of a coffee it was, and <laughs> it's that some of the best coffee they've ever had. And the idea sparked, and I figured, you know what? Maybe I could find a way to import a larger quantity, like learn how to roast, and then find a way to sell it. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, w went for it and started it out so, on my own. So this was last year. This was this 20 was so th the end of twenty twenty two, December mm -hmm. twenty twenty two. Yeah. And I think it's really cool because you're like building in public. You're showing people your ups. You're showing people your downs. You're talking about your business journey and yeah. your process. Um, so being from Ethiopia, and you go ahead, make the coffee, yeah, man. Okay, we're cool. hey, we're so we're, we're tying coffee live on the studio. Yes. Um, so I get to try it for the first time. Um, it's a little late in the afternoon, but I got a concert tonight, so it's gonna keep me up and keep me keep me ready to go it's for the. It's gonna let you conquer the night. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so Moi means conquer, correct? Moi means conquer. Yep. Okay. So your your motto is conquer the day. Our motto is conquer the day, and um, it's, it's it's a very common saying, but. Mm -hmm. Our motto comes from when I first moved here at the age of 14, mm -hmm. I moved here from Ethiopia, didn't speak any English, went to a school where all immigrant kids go to learn mm -hmm. English. Mm -hmm. And 
after I got here and been here for about a month or so, and then I kind of adapted to the culture, I realized there were so many opportunities around me mm-hmm. that I did not have back home, right? Opportunities that I could have never imagined mm-hmm. in Ethiopia. Yes. And, you know, if I wanted to be an athlete, as long as I work hard enough and if I was good enough, I could be a professional athlete. Or if I wanted to go to college, I could do that. Or if I wanted to start a business, yeah. I could do that. You know, these mm-hmm. are the things that people in like uh, less fortunate countries could only dream about. So mm-hmm. that's when this idea of like, okay, every day I have to gain something that I didn't have the day before. Mm-hmm. You know, every day I have to, whether it's learning or doing something that I wasn't able to do the day before. So yeah. I, yeah, I came up with this idea of just like keep stacking days and mm-hmm. hopefully it will compound and you will achieve your goals and, and make something out of yourself. So that's Yeah, that's incredible. <clears throat> and I, first of all, like I'm an entrepreneur myself, yeah. so I understand the, the grind, literally the grind, the coffee that goes into yeah. it. Um, but being from Ethiopia, I think people take that for granted, the opportunities that we have here in our city. Um, and our podcast is really focused on St. Louis and supporting entrepreneurs in St. Louis. And I, I think that my thing about entrepreneurship is if not us, then who? And if not now, then when? Um, you know, you came from Ethiopia at 14 into Missouri, the middle of the U.S. Nobody speaks your language. Nobody knows the things that you're into. Um, so tell us about those struggles because it wasn't easy, I'm sure, coming from because you had friends and you were in middle school out there. And like, how, how was that? And why, why did you guys um, come to St. Louis? It, wa- it wasn't hard. It wasn't easy at all. Sorry, it wasn't easy at yeah. all. So my mom um, had moved here when I was actually eight. Mm-hmm. So she, um, to find a better life for herself and also hopefully for me in the future, she had moved to a refugee camp mm-hmm. in Kenya, which yeah. is uh, south of Ethiopia. And then from then, I stayed about three, four years in refugee camp and then moved here in 2009. Mm-hmm. And... Then she waited till she became a citizen. And then I came over in 2017. So I didn't get to see my mom for about eight, nine years. Wow. And I had... Um, she did that for you guys, though. She did that for us. So yeah. if she hadn't, you know, made that decision and sacrificed what she had sacrificed, I wouldn't be here, you know. There wouldn't be... <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't be sitting here and having this conversation. So as much as it was a little bit of... Um, you know, growing up without my mom was a bit tough, but mm-hmm. it's, I think it's worth it, right? That's why I'm here. And that's why it's, it's one of the things that gives me a lot of drive in my life is like, you know, your mom went through a lot to get mm-hmm. you here. So make sure you, you take advantage of... Take advantage every, of the yeah. opportunity and then, you know, do whatever it takes to make something of yourself here. And exactly. were you always into entrepreneurship? And I was. So my I grew up with my grandparents back yeah. home when my mom left. Yeah. And uh, my grandfather... My grandfather owned a shop and he was he was actually the first one to so our family this is coffee goes way back in our family yeah and uh <clears throat> it was my great grandfather that lived in a small village mm-hmm. in ethiopia so to get to this village to this day yeah you would have to walk about eight nine hours in the mountains to get to a car cannot get you there if you're lucky enough, you maybe they put you like. So on, you would uh, start in the morning, and then you wouldn't get out there until the evening. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then how'd you get home? You got to stay overnight and then come you back got, the next yep, day. If, yep, yep. Backpacks full of backpacks and everything. Heavyweight. So, yeah. Yeah. So my grandfather just when he was like 20, about the same age when I started Moi Copy, mm-hmm. he's the one making these dots when I tell him about it, but yeah. connecting these dots, he decided to move out of that village, move into a city, and take these coffees that his father was growing in this village, mm-hmm. carried it 
for like eight, nine hours, mm -hmm. sell it in, in the city, come back, do it all over again. Mm -hmm. And he got like wealthy enough that he could afford to, this was like 60 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. He could afford to buy donkeys to start carrying copies. Yeah. And slowly, you know, he, he was able to open a shop and then, um, and, and my mom was born in the in the city, and then I also grew up in the city. So mm -hmm. my he's been an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. All out of necessity. Mm -hmm. And I grew up just seeing him, you know, a 70, 75-year-old, mm -hmm. you know, man, get up 5, 6 a.m. every morning, yeah. go to work, come back yeah. at night. And that that's where some of my drives come from also. It's like you just... That's how, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I grew up You have to take seeing. inspiration from people and, yeah. and you can't, and this is one thing, especially in some of these, some of these countries that you're talking about is like, you have to see somebody be successful for you to think that you can be successful. Yep. Um, and that's what I love about America is like, we have all these books and all these people that we can read about online and the internet and you can watch YouTube videos about all these people that have what you want. Yep. Um, in the coffee business, I was talking to Jason over at Northwest Coffee. Yeah, have yeah. you met Jason yet? Oh yeah. Of yeah. Course. Good He's dude. A good friend. Good dude. Yeah, and guy. he was talking about we did a partnership with Square yeah. and he was talking about the origins of coffee being from Ethiopia being from Africa and he yep. talks about that yeah. not many people talk about Ethiopia for coffee as much exactly. and you're trying to bring that narrative to St. Saint, to Saint Louis and say yep. hey this is where the origins of coffee are from yep. um, so what does that mean for you to be able to look at your grandpa and say hey I'm bringing this to America now and like that's is that a good feeling for you or is oh 100% yeah. yeah it was so the, like honestly all I'm trying to do is take what has been deeply rooted in my family for generations and take to take it one step farther and uh, find a way to offer it to the world, right? Coffee has mm -hmm. been in our family for ages, mm -hmm. almost 100 years, almost a century. Mm -hmm. So for me to carry on this legacy and say, hey, I'm going to find even a bigger way of doing this is like something that my grandparents are really proud of when I talk to them and something that I'm I'm very proud of also that, you know, I'm, I'm choosing to go down this route to mm -hmm. carry on our family's legacy mm -hmm. and also share one of the best things that Ethiopia has to offer, which is our coffee, mm -hmm. you know, so. That's special, man. Yeah. I mean, coffee is one of those things. It's like, it's the same with food. Um, and there's a couple great Ethiopian restaurants in St. Louis as well. But yep. it's, coffee is the, the one thing where it's like, we all like it, no matter what culture, no matter what, you know, language you speak. Yeah. Some countries you go over to overseas and they, they drink espresso here in St. Louis. They drink lattes with all the sugar and all yep. this other crap. Yep. Um, but like a lot of us just like that generic black coffee um, that gives us the energy that we need, yep. um, but also is uh, enjoyable to the taste because there's a lot of coffee out there that doesn't taste great. Yeah. So what, what makes, and I'm about to try it guys, yeah, I'm about yeah. to try <laughs> but like what makes um, Ethiopian coffee and is this some of the same beans that some, from some of the same villages that your grandfather um, worked in back in the day, like some of these beans that you're getting shipped over here? Yes. So yeah. um, one of our coffee, the Harar, comes from the same village that yeah. our family started out of. Yeah. And then we have two other that comes out of uh, different different um, regions in Ethiopia. But what makes, I think what makes Ethiopian coffee like so unique mm -hmm. is if we're talking about the product alone, it's just like the taste of it, right? A lot of times before I started drinking, getting into coffee, Mm -hmm. I used to have trouble just drinking coffee because I would get um, like it, it would make me anxious yeah. and it would, you know, that caffeine was too much for me. Mm -hmm. And I come to learn that lower quality coffees actually tend to have a lot more caffeine than higher quality coffees. Mm -hmm. So and then I started after I started after I became a roaster and learned um, a lot about coffee and then, you know, got almost like got mm -hmm. hooked on our coffee. Yeah. 
I I wasn't having that issue, right? It's flavorful. You don't, a lot of people who drink black, who usually don't drink black coffee t- comes back to me and tell me that mm-hmm. this is the only coffee they're able to drink yeah. black without adding any sugar or sweetener to it. So right. um, the variety and the taste and just naturally, organically, mm-hmm. it comes with a lot of uniqueness. Yeah, I, I had that the first time I started drinking coffee was yeah. you would get that like shaky feeling and you'd be like, why am I feeling like this? It's yes. the same thing you get from energy drinks because it's some of that artificial and some of that stuff that's added to it. Yep. Um, but when you have that like regular espresso or like organic espresso, like when, you know, I was in New York and I was having Italian espresso and it's just that perfect amount. You take that shot. You yeah. don't need all the other stuff. It's completely healthy, zero calories. Yep. Um, so like back home, they they didn't add milk and sugar and stuff no. to coffee. No, like <laughs> yeah. you get made fun of if they did oh, that. Oh yeah, you get made fun They're of. They're like, oh, yeah. you're soft. <laughs> and the thing, one of the things we started doing this, uh, your story, our coffee episodes is like yeah. in Ethiopia, about 70% of the coffee produced is um, consumed within the country. Yeah. This is like unheard of. Mm-hmm. If you look at any coffee producing countries, right? Brazil, Colombia, mm-hmm. most of the coffees are exported. Mm-hmm. But Ethiopia is one of the coffee producing countries mm-hmm. that consumes most of it. As much as we consume so much coffee, if you go to Ethiopia today, you will never see a person drinking coffee alone. You, mm-hmm. It just it's not the culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times coffee is consumed all day. But it's always with in a group, yeah, with somebody. You don't just like grab a coffee and run to work. It does not know? work. It's like a, it's that. a, yeah. it's meant to sit. It's almost like wine, where you sit with each other and you drink wine. Like my, many people are drinking wine with a friend or a lover or something like that. Exactly, it's like a ceremony. Yeah, you know. So, um, and I figured, you know, if we're selling Ethiopian coffee, we might as well bring that cultural significance mm-hmm. to St. Louis and see how. We could, you know, yeah. we could have spread that the community aspect of coffee. It really is. And and with you being in St. Louis, is this where you fell in love with coffee? Or was it was it back home and then, or because you moved here when you were 14. Were you drinking coffee back then? I was 14? not drinking coffee. I was going to say, I, nobody yeah. drank, like coffee in high school. I feel like people were like, oh, you drink coffee? Right. That's crazy. Yeah. You know? But I did grow, grow up making it. So back home, what happens is we come back home from school. And then when, when you get home, yeah. um, neighbors are at your house and stuff gather with your family and your, and your parents or family would be like go make them a cup of coffee yep. yeah yeah so yeah. you you would go and like you'd roast it on a pan on a fire and like you would grind it on the spot so i grew up doing that so i knew and then we also had like coffee trees in our in our uh, in our backyard and everything yeah. so i grew up knowing how coffee grows what kind of you know what is like the best um, soil eco- and yeah, soil and yeah. like ecosystem to grow good coffee and also how do you take that coffee and make it into like a good cup of coffee. I grew mm-hmm. up knowing all that. Mm-hmm. So when um, I decided to like go down this this path, it came to me a lot easier. Yeah. So yeah. That's crazy. Like taking those life those life experiences and, and making that into something special because when you came when you went to SLU, you were an athlete. Yeah, you know, and and then you probably called your family and like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start roasting coffee. They're like, no, we sent you to school. Like, you got to go do something else. What are you studying in college? Are you studying entrepreneurship? I or? I came in as an entrepreneurship major. Yeah, because uh, I was very passionate in high school. I've started, yeah, yeah, I've started multiple businesses in high school, mm-hmm. just like coaching, soccer, and like reselling shoes and all the stuff like yeah. that. All you little know, hustles. T- yeah, yeah, typical. Because you're like, I need money. I want to go out. And, exactly. You know, it's expensive to be in college. Yep. So. And I came in to study entrepreneurship, but I quickly realized that it's not something you, you just sit down in a classroom and 
and learn. Well, a lot of the times, some of these teachers never started their own businesses. True. And I don't want to talk about other teachers, but like sometimes you want to learn from people that are actually doing it. And that yeah. takes you actually going to do it because you have to fail yeah. in order to learn. You know, yep. And I'm sure you failed a few times. Oh, yeah, I agree. And SLU, uh, SLU we have like, we're lucky. We have some of the like greatest entrepreneurs teaching us the uh, professor. She's his director of entrepreneurship yeah. at SLU. And like, I had classes with him and I learned a lot, right? But you just need entrepreneurship is a lot harder than just knowing what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times things don't go your way yeah. and going out and actually doing it and learning by doing is the only thing that's gonna help you be actually become a good entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. You can know as much as you need to know, yeah. but if you don't have that perseverance and that grit and also that mm -hmm. boldness to just like, you know, go after whatever you want and not be afraid to fail. Right. If, if you don't have that, it would be tough to succeed. That's right. one thing I learned. So I, th that's why I switched over to finance mm -hmm. and, um, and decided to just become an entrepreneur by practice. <laughs> so you started about a year ago. Yep. You're selling, you know, coffee by the bag. You have an e-commerce store. Yep, we e do e-commerce. So yep. you ship and then you're selling in some stores. You're now in a coffee shop. Yep. Um, which is amazing. Yeah. So people can get your coffee at Century Coffee over in the City Foundry. Exactly. That's yeah. incredible. They could. Um, How'd you is, get in there? You just went in there with your I coffee? just went out. Went, went the entrepreneur there. stuff, bro. <laughs> yeah, Come on. Yeah, you Knock on gotta, that door. You just got to go door to door, man. And then I've gotten a lot of no's. And, you know, once in a while you get a yes. And mm -hmm. that one yes is worth 20, 30 no's that you get. So. Exactly. Yeah. I walked in, talked to great people, Matt and. Yeah. And then they tried our coffee and they loved it. And so, yeah, we're in Century Coffee, our first coffee shop, actually. Yeah, that's so, incredible. So yeah. you plan, like, what's what's the long-term mission? Are you going to be, you know, you want to be a wholesaler? Or are you planning to open up your own coffee shop? Or Hopefully, um, someday, open up a coffee shop. I would love to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, right now, I think, like, grow a brand, right? Mm -hmm. We, um, I think we're bringing something different to St. Louis and also to the coffee industry. Mm -hmm. um, we're bringing a, com a company that is focused on one product, but we want to make, we want to have the best Ethiopian coffee you could find anywhere, but we're only going to have Ethiopian coffee. So yeah, that's it. We're, yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, we're going to have one type of product, but it's going to be the best product that you could get anywhere on in the industry. So that's mm -hmm. one of my goals right now is like, Focus on just building an Ethiopian coffee brand, share the history of Ethiopian coffee, uh, share the history of the Ethiopian people and share the cultural significance of the Ethiopian people and everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, that is one thing we're working on. So build the brand. So you've been building the brand. Now you're out doing videos. Was social media something you were always into or you knew that you needed to be good on social media in order to get the brand where it needed to be? I, I'm not good at social media, but mm -hmm. I'm... Learning. Yeah, right, yeah. learning. It's important but for business, though. It is yeah. very, very important. Yeah. That's one thing I learned is, like, it's very important, right? We have, uh, it's funny because we, Moi the Day is, like, our motto, right? Moi the Day. And most people don't even know what Moi means, mm -hmm. right? It's a whole different language. But I be, I'll, I'll be walking around campus or I'll be yeah. practicing running through campus and I'll hear people go, Moi the Day, right? All this is because of social media, right? When you're doing marketing, is the amount of time you could repeat yourself and, right. and tell your message, you know. People recognize you on campus now. E exactly. Yeah. So, like, that is because of social media. Because because of social media, we're able to build a, a brand that 
people remember and that mm-hmm. stands out to consumers. So that's so Moy the day is your coffee, but like, how do you personally take advantage and conquer each day? Is it with your sports? Is it through working out? Like, what what are the things that you do to Moy your day? I think my rule is which Moy means conquer. I know yeah, we're, but yeah. for the <laughs> listeners, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moy means conquer. I forget sometimes. Yeah, people are like, is, wait, yeah. what, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I think for me, it's like make a list to the list you know like mm-hmm. i get up every morning and i just pretty much write down everything that i need to do mm-hmm. and i do not want to go to bed until every single thing on that list is crossed out yeah. that is one way of winning um some days like just 20 30 things some days yeah. it's 10 some days it's five yeah but um i get up and i plan my day and mm-hmm. i, w- I would it's a good practice yeah. it's a good practice to do that because winning the day is not a big deal but when you do that 365 times in a row Yep. It's like a book that I that I read that I refer to a lot called Atomic Habits. And it's these small micro habits that you create each day. So like when it comes to your videos, it's like I need to go out there and record this video today. If I don't do this, then I will miss a week and then I'll miss another week and then I'll miss another week. And then the whole series is people were watching. They're following you for that. Yep. Um, you know, and you're having interesting conversations with these people. Um, but it's hard with business because not only do you have to be good on social media, you also have to be able to source and pay a right amount so that you can make good margins. You also need to be able to actually sell the product. You can't have, you don't have big storage. You're probably still storing it in your room. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if you have a roommate, but your whole room probably smells like coffee all the oh, time. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Which all is not a bad time. smell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're pouring some coffee now. So um, tell me about this process. So is this how you guys made it back home or is this something that you oh, developed? No, this, is, uh, yeah. this is way too fancy for Ethiopia. Yeah, they yeah. didn't have all this. Do you <laughs> no. send your parents some stuff out there? And be like, I would, hey, I use would, it. I'm planning to go back this summer to visit this. Yeah. I would love to take all of these things back home. Would they be like, what the hell is that? Yeah, they, <laughs> they would be like, what? just all this just to make yeah. coffee. Here's yeah. your coffee look. Um, thank you, sir. But um, yeah, this is pour over. This is uh, one of the best ways to make coffee, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It is a slow brewing process, which will give you, all, all, it will allow you to taste all the uniqueness of the coffee. Yeah, yeah it smells great. Yeah. <sighs> wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. It's, this is our best seller. So I, I brought, it, yeah. Is I this your, what stuff. brand is this? This, this is, is, is the Sedamo. Sedamo. Yeah, so we're getting like notes of lemon some berries, and then that natural sweetness. Is that cane sugar? Yep, okay. natural sweetness. Is that added sugar. into the roasting process, no, or is that naturally in, in the field when you guys produce it? Just there? naturally. This yeah. is um, it's determined by like the altitude where mm-hmm. the coffee grows, mm-hmm. as well as how the farmers produce it after, yeah. if you didn't know, coffee comes from a fruit. It mm-hmm. comes from cherries, uh, coffee cherries. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people don't know, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, it, it, the taste is determined by where it grows, right? The altitude and also mm-hmm. how the farmers process it from the cherries into mm-hmm. into coffee ready to be exported. So do you think that you have an advantage growing up in Ethiopia, being able to um, work out deals and work out with farms and different things out there? Because a lot of people that are trying to import Ethiopian coffee, they're probably going through a bunch of different distribution sources and they're not able to go directly to the source, you know? So are you able to go directly to the source out there and find different ways to actually get different product in? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of our competitive advantages. And we, as a company, we want to- Let's do it, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Let's fire. It's going to keep you up tonight. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But um, we, as a company, our goal is to transfer all all the benefit that come from that connection Mm -hmm. onto farmers, right? Mm -hmm. What happens is the way the coffee industry works is there is a 
a farmer, right? And then there is a dealer within Ethiopia. Let's let's take Ethiopia for mm-hmm. example, but this mm-hmm. could be applied to any coffee producing country mm-hmm. in the world. There's a farmer and then there's a dealer mm-hmm. in the country, uh, in the in Ethiopia who goes around, buys coffee from farmers and then who sells it to people who export it, mm-hmm. right? People who export it, they export it, and then they sell it to people who import it. So the farmer it gets a little bit, the dealer gets a little bit, yeah. the exporter gets a little bit, and then you're paying a bunch in the U.S. Exactly. The yeah. pie just get, gets, yeah. you know, keeps yeah. getting smaller and smaller. And by the time by the time the coffee is, you know, gets to the end uh, gets to us channel, yeah, yeah, the farmers make the least amount of money, even though they work the most, right? So that is one thing we want to, fix mm-hmm. uh, at least within ethiopia by kind of just like going to farmers and working directly with them and then uh, transferring all that benefit onto them so that they could actually sell their coffee for what is actually worth mm-hmm. because they do make yeah. good good coffee sell less and make more exactly know? and yep. then work with you and as you grow you'll grow with relationships and be able to ship in more because like right now you're probably getting in so much and then you know hey you're starting to sell on e-com once you get like 10 20 coffee shops you're like hey i need Keep that coming. Yep, exactly. Because then you come to St. Louis. So tell me about that process. So you get it from the farm. It gets to St. Louis. You pick it up. Where are you roasting this at? So this is our coffee is roasted at First Crack Coffee, which is a commercial roastery. Mm-hmm. And you go in, you they have a bunch of roasting machines, and you rent so you out a machine. So you go in there, and yep. you taught yourself how to do that? Too? They they teach you how to do it. Okay. Yeah, so I, I took class to learn how to do that. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So now you're going in there, you're just pumping. Yep, I just yeah. go in there two, three times a week yeah. uh, when we're busy, and then about one to two times a week when we're not. And we try to roast a small batch, but... Mm-hmm roast it more frequently so that when our customers get their coffee is as fresh as it could be so mm-hmm. yep that's one thing that i really love about it is it's it's you know you're roasting it in st louis and selling it here to people in st louis and yeah. uh but i want to get off coffee just a little bit because yeah. you moved to st louis when you were in high school mm-hmm. um tell us what this city has meant to you i mean tell us what the city of st louis the people here have they embraced you have like tell us about some of those things that the city means to you oh definitely mm-hmm. um i think St. Louis is like my, my home, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, came in, I remember living, we, we used to live uh, in a neighborhood right next to St. Louis University South mm-hmm. Campus. Yeah. And I would go to the this soccer field uh, and I would play soccer just on my own, my first year in, in, in St. Louis. And I told myself, you know what? I kind of like this place. I want to go here for college, yeah. not knowing what is the cost to get into such a good college. <laughs> and lucky enough, I was able to do that. And the people of the St. Louis, I think what I like a lot about St. Louis is the diversity and like how much the people here are so open to mm-hmm. differences and uniqueness, you know, yeah. whether you're from South America or, you know, wherever mm-hmm. you are in the world, they'll yeah. always accept you. Mm-hmm. And it's super diverse. And that's one of the things I really, really like about St. Louis. And, and that's why we want to keep building this company here because a lot of times I get asked if I want to, if everything is to go as we plan, do we plan on going somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Not really, you know. Yeah. <laughs> plan on building is. here. You're right in the middle of the country. Yep. Um, the diversity is there, the, the um, International Institute, all these different things for refugees and, and, you know, and people that are immigrants to be able to get them to St. Louis. And um, it's it's really, you know, a unique spot. And, and then we talk about the food all the time. You go yeah. down South Grand and you have all these amazing restaurants. Yep. Um, and I, I just love it. And I, I think with your coffee brand, I could see you having a restaurant on South Grand or like a coffee shop that yeah. serves amazing 
having food. Are you? Are you? Are you? Do you cook too, or no? I don't. I don't cook. So if yeah. you had a coffee shop, would you have food, or would you? I think outsource if, pastries and stuff like that. Yeah, we we might do that if you know. Because like, what is what's, what's Ethiopia known for? What kind of food? Because I know there's a Ethiopia's, few restaurants like Mescarim and stuff. Yeah, like that. so yeah, Mescarim, amazing. Food. Yeah, that is what that's Ethiopia, your spot. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Ethiopia is known. You go there a lot. Like dish, you know, like <laughs> yeah. all kinds of yeah. traditional food, but yeah. But like for a coffee shop, so like if I'm back home, if I'm yep. if I'm in Ethiopia, mm-hmm. is there coffee shops or is it more just at everybody's house? Like nobody's going to a coffee shop, or where are they? Usually there isn't a lot of coffee shops. Yeah. Uh, if you go to Ethiopia, you'll see a lot of people making coffee on the street mm-hmm. and selling then it's it. just yeah, yeah, selling it on the street. And there's a bunch of like this small chairs that people just sit on and yeah. they kind but of. There's not like these amazing coffee shops that you would see here in the U.S. Not, not, nothing okay. fancy like that. Yeah. Um, there are some that are popping up after that are owned by like this huge exporters but yeah. usually nothing fancy it's just a lot for coffee and then people just drink it on the street which yeah. is kind of and cool. how much would a cup of coffee out there cost not a probably maybe in us, US 20 dollars. cents in us dollars yeah wow a cup. and you come here and it's five dollars yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> if right? you do you tell like your people out there you're like you know how much i'm selling these bags for and they're like wait what you're selling yeah, those for twenty dollars so <laughs> i think that one of the coolest things that ever happened to me ever starting since uh i started this business is ethiopian farmers are going through this time where they can't sell as much coffee in ethiopia right uh, prices are cheap so they're not profiting a lot they actually lose money by um growing coffee in Ethiopia right now mm-hmm. because of the economy. And what started happening was they started cutting down trees. This is a specifically in a village that my grandfather was from, right? Mm-hmm. And people, farmers started cutting down coffee to, you know, plant different crops. Mm-hmm. And words got around and they, they learned that there's this kid who moved to America from, you know, like this town and started a coffee business. And all of a sudden, like farmers stopped doing it because they thinking that, you know, like... They're holding out hope for you. Yes. They're like, like, we're going to stay here for him because we want to support him. Yeah. Yeah. Like if this business keeps growing, you know, like... Mm -hmm. We'll grow with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like that is one of the... So some of them were getting rid of their farms to plant other stuff that were more profitable. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. now they're like, and they, they stopped doing it because mm-hmm. we started getting coffee mm-hmm. in a small quantity from them. And now that we're growing, we're like importing yeah. um, larger quantities. Mm-hmm. So hopefully one day we could get to a point where, you Look know, all farm. of those farmers, yeah. like we could we could buy coffee from them. and Yeah, exclusively. Uh, yep. And, and, and have and deals with all of them and then like support that whole entire like village. Exactly. Just what you sell here. Yeah. So yeah. That, and then you is... go back there and like it almost reminds me of the tequila business like in Jalisco and all that when you when, I don't know if you know much about tequila but like tequila there's this one country in Mexico that does all of the tequila in yeah. the whole entire world and that it's just tequila all day long you know being able to replicate that over in Ethiopia with coffee and just be like hey we're only doing coffee all yeah. day long you know and being able to cuz cuz you, your goal is not just to be in St. Louis I'm sure it's to be in cities all across the nation yeah. you know groceries and different things like that definitely uh, but there's something special about a coffee shop and being able to sit there and serve because then you can talk to people yep. um so that's kind of why you started your your coffee series because you can actually talk to people you're asking them questions and now I'm interviewing you yeah. instead <laughs> of you interviewing me yeah. uh, but we're going to do one of those we're going to do one of those videos too for sure okay. Uh, but what is some of the stuff you've learned um, when you when people try your coffee? Because a lot of these people are drinking a bad word, Starbucks. Yeah, come on now. Yeah, <laughs> we got We got We got to <laughs> take Starbucks yeah. out. Come on now. Yeah, <laughs> not a big fan of Starbucks. Yeah. Um, so what are the type of the things when when people try your coffee? They might be drinking another cup right at that moment, 
and then they try yours. So um, people are, it's funny because people who are not used to good coffee don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. And like that is one of the, the funniest things is like you would, we did an experiment on campus where we put, we went to Starbucks, <clears throat> we went to Starbucks, got black coffee, put it in a thermos, and then we also put moi coffee in a thermos, mm-hmm. and we, a bunch of did students taste tasted test? it, and then we say we, we're we not going to tell you which one is which, and tell us which one you like better, and I think about like 98% of students, we had like hundreds of students taste it, told us they liked moi, but they can't tell you why they they like moi. It just tastes better. Yeah, it but just there's no, better. It's not like soda or anything where you can strictly say oh it's sweeter or it's this or it's this you know people like you're a coffee person right mm-hmm. you you probably would be able to tell oh i like this because it it is a smoother yeah. it, it goes down easier or mm-hmm. it has this tasting notes yeah. yeah but people who used to just drinking lattes and like um mm-hmm. you know like a sweet a sweeter coffees mm-hmm. they just know it's good coffee and they don't know what makes well, that's it the thing about lattes is you could put any coffee in it and it's fine because it overpowers it exactly but you know, then it comes down to what milk you're using and then what this, and then there's all these things. And this coffee's like $10. It's yeah. Like, you know, coffee's not supposed to be $10. Yeah, no. You know? it's a, and it's not supposed to be a thousand calories. Exactly. Either. You so. know, it's, um, it's not healthy. Um, so tell us about sports. So you run uh, track still? Yeah. So yeah. I, I what run What do you compete in? Uh, distance. So I do 5,000 and 10,000 on oh, the wow. track. And I also run across country. So yeah, yeah. we, we, run all year long yeah. yeah so how do you balance sports school and your business i mean you're working uh, probably seven days a week i'm sure i do yeah yeah i <clears throat> i think that it, it's fun right it's like it doesn't everything that i do for the business doesn't feel like work to me right mm-hmm. i'm i can i get up early and then i just mm-hmm. a lot of times like i'm working mm-hmm. and the only time i'm working all day and the only time i'm not working is when i'm eating food that's mm-hmm. when I just like sit down, watch TV, eat my food, mm-hmm. and then I just get back to it. And the reason I'm able to do that just seven days a week is it doesn't feel like work. I really, really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, Each so. aspect. You enjoy sport, you enjoy school, and you enjoy coffee as well. Yeah. yeah. So, but There's I, not one thing where you're like, man, I really – is there times when you're sitting in class and you're like, man, I really want to go roast? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's um, – as the business is yeah. growing and like right now we're um, – as a company, like I'm having to solve – like some of the biggest issues, yeah, issues that I've ever encountered. Yeah, Yeah, which is good. That means you're growing. Which is good, right? Like the growth is hard, and uh, time in times like this, I'm sitting in class, and I, to be honest, like I'm thinking about these. And you're trying to solve an issue while you're trying to do something else. You're like, let me hop on Shopify real quick, make sure that that order went through. (laughs) Or like, let me cold email like the you know these like real estate companies to see to find if we could find location or anything. So there are times where I'm like focused on on coffee but mm-hmm. a lot of times I, I would say i'm pretty balanced mm-hmm. but uh yeah sometimes i have to prioritize and well the balance is difficult i don't think there's real balance in life because you're always going to be on one side of the scale you're either going to be going hard on your business yep. or during certain times you're going to be going hard in athletics yep. and then other times but as long as you find time for you know friends family um, and make sure that you keep those relationships because those are the people that are your first supporters, exactly. you know, and, yep. and finding a way to um, find that. But are you doing so you're doing all the sales, you're doing all the so you, you're doing sales with your coffee, you're doing, you know, obviously roasting it. Yeah. Um, you you did say you were starting to outsource some marketing and stuff like that. Yep. Um, still involved, but like you're like, hey, I need help. You know, yeah. I need somebody to film these videos. Um, what has been the hardest thing about 
you know, the sales process because everybody knows these big brands in town, you know, call these and blueprint that sold around there. And yeah. you're going into these apartment complexes, you're going into these dorms and be like, Hey, we want to be your coffee provider. Yep. You know, is it just price or is it quality or what, what what's the, what's I, hard about the sales process? I think the hardest thing has been, uh, two things, right? One is overcoming mm -hmm. and being okay with getting a no. That was like the first one, right? Yeah. Any, salesperson could tell you that like you got it. it's just something that you got to do part of it. Yeah. yeah like you just got to do it to get good at it and mm -hmm. not really care when you get no's and then i would say the second thing was knowing a lot if i should fake like this was a tough decision for me mm -hmm. do i fake it or do i just be myself mm -hmm. and you know right yeah. a lot of times they tell you fake it till you make it mm -hmm. and when i started out it's like do i go out and when i'm selling i tell these companies how big we are and everything mm -hmm. or do i just tell them hey like i'm a student i started a business out of my dorm room mm -hmm. if you like our coffee we'd love to work with you if not um and i i thought about it for a long time before i decided to just be myself and mm -hmm. you know so every time i go sell whether it's a fresh time or whether it's a big grocery store and i just tell them that I'm still running the business out of my apartment in college. And we've, you know, we've, even though I'm doing that, we've done some cool things like shipping to 44 states in like a year. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think overcoming being that, yourself like, being is yourself. the biggest thing because then you don't have to remember what you said exactly. as long as you're honest. And I think people in St. Louis specifically want to support a story. Yeah. You know, we're buying a story that just happens to have coffee, you know, but I want to buy your coffee now because now I know you. Now yeah. I'm buying from you. Now, as you scale, that gets difficult, but that helps with your marketing. It's like, how can we tell this story over and over and over again? You 100%. Know? Yeah. yeah. And it, it happened to be like one of the, the best decisions I made because I realized afterwards, like people weren't actually buying my coffee. People were into the story. And then what brings them back is Coffee's good. the coffee, right? <laughs> like the coffee is not the reason they're initially Because yeah, if it wasn't good, they would product. just buy it one time. Yeah, you know? right? So, and it's, um, yeah, that was one of the things is like just being myself. I'll mm -hmm. tell you this, I've lost a lot of sales. Like mm -hmm. I've lost a lot of good opportunities because mm -hmm. people are like as suspicious that I run a business out of my apartment. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like there wasn't, I, I didn't have, it's not like I had funding. Yeah, yeah. Like funding and I chose to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you have to, I, yeah, I was, all the best businesses were started in garages and apartments exactly. and basements. And, so yeah. I, I, I was okay with like losing the opportunities if people are suspicious and, and you'll they, come back, you'll come back yeah. around. So, and then the price will go up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, soon, man. Yeah. Man, it's, it's, sure. it's fire, bro. And I, I think that, you know, me just watching, I see so much in you that, like, how old are you? 20? 20. I just turned 21. Yeah. 21? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, we need that espresso <laughs> martini. We need That's a little booze in here. Let's go. <laughs> uh, but being 21 years old, being in college, it's using this time is almost like your business is like this is another class that you're taking and it seems like the school's behind you it seems like the entrepreneurship department's behind you but when you graduate you probably are you a junior or a senior i'm a junior junior so you yeah. got one more year but once you graduate like what's that plan are you gonna you're gonna go in full-time business or are you just working that out right now hundred i think full-time business it has uh, to be. Yeah. yeah it has to be even you go get a job and then the business it's never gonna grow until you get that full-time yeah you know? oh definitely yeah. i think I'm also like one of the things that allows me to be so fearless when it comes to taking risks is like I grew up in Ethiopia, you know, I'm living in the U.S. right now. Everything could go against me for the rest of my life and it will still be like I could be at, at the lowest, like the lowest point 
anyone could be in in the U.S. and it will still be better than the, the where I grew up. So I'm like, when it comes to taking risks, I'm super like mm-hmm. out there, right? I'm I'm not afraid of taking risks because of where, where I come came. from. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, hundred percent. I yeah. can't wait to do that. Actually, like go all in and see where oh, it goes. That's what it takes, man. So I'm 28 and yeah. I quit my full time job. Uh, in 2020, yeah. uh, March, so right when COVID, right when the pandemic, and then I've never went back. So we're going on four years now. But really, for the first two years, I didn't make a dollar. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's really you know doing the same thing over and over. And I'm not better than anyone, um, yeah. but we've built our community just by consistency. Oh yeah. You know, we just stay in front of people every single day. When you come to St. Louis. If you're a student or if you're uh, 40 years old, you go to STL Bucket List, you know that every single day we're going to give somebody something cool to do in St. Louis. Yep. That's it. We don't talk about bad things that happen. We don't talk about the news. We don't talk about that. We just say, hey, do you want to try this cool local business? Try yeah. it out. And we've done that every single day for four years straight. And really what we built is this community of people that rely on us now. Now it's a yeah. privilege. You know, Now people with your coffee, it's not just you anymore. You know, it's like, hey, man, if you stop, then how am I going to get my coffee? Exactly. You know, and and being able to do that. And I I see you having a coffee shop in St. Louis and I see you having all these things. um, But it's just taking those small steps. You can't go too fast, you know, because it's a lot. It's a big thing. And, and, uh, you know, being a solo entrepreneur. So you're the 100 percent founder. Yeah. Solo entrepreneur. It's hard that way. It's hard hard. because you have nobody to rely on. Yeah. you got to show up. It's it's worth it. You know, when I. um, I'll be honest with you. When I started, I did not think it was going to be this hard. Mm-hmm. And then, but by the time you realize how hard it is, you're mm-hmm. also too deep. You you yeah. got customers to serve and you got farmers back home thinking, you know, you're going to be the one who's going to buy yeah. like so many pounds of coffee from them. Yeah. And, and you're like, the I'm t- not there yet. Yeah. You're by like, the time there. you realize how hard this is, yeah. you're too deep. And right. so the only option you have is like, be like, I let's see where it goes. I just gotta, you know, mm-hmm. just keep my head down and, and work as hard as I can. So, what tips would you give to younger entrepreneurs? Um, and you probably talk to some. Um, yeah. People come to you for advice now and stuff. But like, what is like somebody that's maybe 18, 19 years old, and they're asking you, they're like, "Hey, man, like, I'm trying to start this business. Like, what what is some simple advice that you would give them?" I think this one might surprise a lot of people, but my advice always is: don't give yourself enough time to think about it. Right. With anything, if you if you give yourself enough time to think about it, I promise you, you will come up with more compelling reason not to do it than to actually Facts. go after it. <laughs> so just the, the from I think the time between getting the idea for Moe Coffee and actually like getting the Shopify account and like mm-hmm. ordering coffee was two days for me. Yeah. So in like two days, I went from having the idea to like calling back home and saying like send me 60 pounds of coffee mm-hmm. if and i you're had money and you're investing right off the exactly bat. and yeah. that, there's this thing i call um uh, like a, the, a point of no return or mm-hmm. i feel like every founder or every business person has that is you, you for a lot of people is when you spend some type of money and then you just can't go back like mm-hmm. there's you can't just say oh i spent two thousand dollars now you know what never mind right. i'm not gonna work on this idea so mm-hmm. um yeah my advice is to anyone who wants to do something is like don't don't give yourself time to think if you want to do something just do it and then find out if it was worth doing or not i agree with that and i, I think that anything that we've ever done mm-hmm. i stay up all night like i'll think of something i'll stay up all night and then the next day like i already have a website i already have a logo yeah. i already have all this thing my <laughs> wife's like you're crazy like why yeah. are you doing that why are you spending that money but i think that <laughs> that and then having no plan b i think when you have Oof. a plan b 
um, which you're in college right now, so yeah. you technically do have a plan B. Yep. But if you have a plan B, it just gives you an easier way to quit. The people right. that quit are the ones that have backup plans. When you have no other, like right now with my business, like yeah. I have no other thing going. Like, so this you is have it. to make it work. This is it. Like this yeah. is what pays. I just had a child. This is what pays our life, yeah. you know? So like when you have that no options mentality, you work harder. Um, you take no, but instead of taking no and going home, you go to the next place, yeah. you know? And it's really like there's nobody else out here. You're 20, 21 years old. There's not, there's probably one out of a million people that are doing what you're doing right now. Thank so you, it's a lot easier than what you think. Entrepreneurship is hard, but there's not many people are taking these easy jobs and yeah. these desk jobs. And it's going to be great. They're going to make a bunch of money yeah. right off the bat. But you work on this five years from now, you're going to look back and be like, dude, I got six coffee shops. I got, I'm shipping out all yeah. the schnooks, all the fresh times. And it's just manifestation. And, and really, you know, the law of attraction has been big in my life. Of, yeah. You have to visualize True. the life that you want. Uh, before you get it and at the end of the day you're selling coffee but you know how can my coffee be more impactful than everybody else's coffee mm. um so yeah man i mean i'm proud i'm proud to call you man, my I friend man that. thanks yeah. for coming in bro of course man mm. that was that was great having yeah. no plan b yeah have I no think... plan b i mean your parent your mom might be listening she's like no yeah. no have that plan <laughs> no, b. yeah you go need, to finance you find your plan c too <laughs> but really if you do fail and yeah. it's so easy to get another job yeah. So many places are hiring. Oh, I mean, yeah. it, it is because then that's the thing is like when you work on your business, like you're probably not pulling any money out, I'm sure yet or anything. But even if you are pulling some money out, like every dollar that you make in business is building something that you could eventually sell or pass down to your family. Yeah. You can't go work in a finance job and give that job to your kids. Yeah. You can't. Exactly. You can give them money, but like yeah. you can't give them the job. But the if job. you have a coffee empire... You give that to all your family and yeah. then all your family back home and you're actually making a bigger impact. Yeah. You know? I think the way the way I look at failure is like uh, Mark Cuban is the I think he yeah. goes you in in business like you only need one home run, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like you could fail as many times and you hit one home run and you're set for life. Yeah. Right? The moment like the moment you start thinking that way, you could fail 10, 15 times and you're like, mm -hmm. well, I'm just I just need to do it once. Yeah. Like cuz coffee might you maybe it's something else. You never yeah, know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Like if this, this is just fails, your training. This is yeah. your training. Yeah. I tell my, my mentors a lot of times it's mm -hmm. like if this fails like in We're rolling a week or two else. or uh, like by the most is I'll wait one month before rolling out something else. Yeah. Because I, I just enjoy this process of like figuring things out and mm -hmm. not knowing what I'm doing, but still mm -hmm. go ahead and like try to do it. Yeah. So definitely. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, well, it is the STL Bucket List show. So I want to talk about STL Bucket List with yeah. you. What are some of your favorite places to eat? What are your some, some of your favorite things to do um, in St. Louis? Like if you're going out for a night, if you're going out to eat, yeah. tell us about some of your favorite spots to go to. This one is. Or coffee shops too. Yeah. I want to hear about some of your favorite okay. coffee shops. Um, favorite coffee shop, favorite coffee shops. I like Coralton. Mm -hmm. Just opened up. Yeah. Uh, very almost, pretty. Yeah, location. very pretty. And mm -hmm. I also love Northwest Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the coolest spots in town. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. In the summer and spring, can't beat that. Yeah. I love Northwest. I mean, yeah. the vibe and just the people who work there yeah. and everything. And Jason's so. there all the time. Yeah. Roasting. He'll talk to you for hours. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jason is a great guy. Yeah. But uh, I think food... Food is tough because St. Louis just have so many good places. Yeah. Um, I love gramophone. Yeah, sandwiches. I, I, yeah, sandwiches. So I go Fire. there a lot. Yeah, 
It's like late I think night it's, too. It's, yeah, it's also within my budget. So yeah, you, <laughs> you know, I'm a college student. Yeah, yeah you, you can't know, be going out to the nice restaurants. Exactly. Yet. So yeah. that like within my budget, but it's still pretty good. Uh, yeah, pretty good place to eat. I think. Yeah. Um, what about uh, like? Do you like any events around the time? Like, are there any cool events that go on that you guys that you definitely go to, or any like parks or anything? We uh, we I run a lot in Forest Park. Yeah. But besides that, I'm not a big like events guy. I don't. I don't think I've actually ever been to like an event. It's, it's weird to like say a party that as or an a festival or something. Yeah, and I, I they just, have that festival right on your campus. Music at the intersection, that big music festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never went. Yeah, you know, it was crazy. You gotta go serve coffee there. I should. I should. Yeah. I should probably do. I'll that. get you in touch with them. <laughs> yeah, some coffee there. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Heck yeah, man. I would love to do that. Yeah, and I'm gonna hook you up with some of our partners, like uh, some some places that you could do. Yeah, uh, we work with some coffee shops around town, so I think it'd just be easy to get you in there and really start selling some stuff. Uh, but dude, I appreciate you coming on, man. Bro, yeah, this man. coffee slaps, bro. No, thank you. Come so on, much. Now. and then is... we'll we'll do our video. Um, we'll do it over at SLU or something. We'll do a video. Okay. Um, on campus or something that'd be funny. Heck yeah! So I'll, I'll let you know when we record and yeah. if you guys want to show up and yeah, we get it going. Appreciate it, man. Well, yeah. hey, STL, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in uh, to the STL Bucket List Show. Um, and before we leave, can you tell people your website and your social just so like yeah. follow you? So uh, our social is Moi Coffee. So M O I I Coffee, no space. And our website is also moicoffee.com. Yeah. Um, that's where people could place an order. And then we do local deliveries for people in St. Louis. And I'm also the delivery guy. So you <laughs> will <laughs> you will see me at your door if you place an order. Let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, go go order some. Um, tell them us tail bucket list sent you. Um, get some of this coffee. I'm telling you guys, this process is great. Um, even if you don't have the setup that you have, grind these up. You can put it in yeah. a Keurig. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, grind it up. Put it in uh, whatever you really want. But just don't. No Great lattes. Just yeah. have that coffee, man. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, no, lattes are good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're coming out with espresso roast soon, mm-hmm. so. In, in a couple in about a month or so we're gonna That'd have good. yeah for yeah. people who like latte yeah we're not anti-lattes or <laughs> just a straight espresso sometimes yeah. i've been drinking just espresso oh, really? from places yeah i can't do that it's, it's, it's too weird hard that I, yeah it's, it's just it's too too much flavor and because too i don't want to go to the bathroom all the time when you drink like a big cup of yeah. coffee like you just drink like espresso like i see it in new york all the time they just boom espresso done espresso you get boss. exactly what you need from this coffee just yeah. in one drink you i know? went to i just came from boston this weekend we had yeah. a race there yeah. and everyone who's getting coffee was just pretty much like ordering mm-hmm. espresso it's a thing in the on and the it, east coast and it's it? like i don't like we, we talk about cost it's very yeah. expensive to get a good Coffee, coffee sometimes yeah. like i'm like you get an espresso shop for three dollars you yep. know get what you need and you move on you, you know? move on yeah that's it but um i do like a latte though every once in a while yeah i only same. do i only actually buy coffee i limit myself to buying a cup of coffee only once a week oh really so like on, i'll treat myself on a friday morning yeah. to a cup if not i'll make it at home oh, okay because then it's like a treat then it's yeah. like oh i get to buy a cup of coffee where am i going i go to ao and co um, Piper's is by my house over yeah, in South yeah. City. Have you been over there? Yeah. Yeah, right on Piper's. South King's Highway. Uh-huh. Yeah, cute shop. Yeah. yeah. Um, Blueprint over on Hilo over there. That's yeah. a good shop over by there, Slew. too. Yeah. Yep. Really what good is, shop. What is your, your favorite? All of, do you my have, favorite, like, a favorite coffee, coffee shop, shop? Yeah. is A&Co. It's oh, really? that little coffee shop in the back of the market. Yes. Um, and I'm not saying that because we work with them, but really... They they use some of the best milk. They use some mm-hmm. of the best. They have a like a huge vintage brass uh, espresso machine. Yeah, I think this thing costs like thirty thousand dollars. It's crazy. It's so um, fancy, and it's all organic syrups. All like anytime they make a coffee, it's like they they go all out yeah. with their coffee. Blueprint has good coffee too. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, um, but no, I appreciate you for coming on, man. We'll uh, we'll have to collab on something pretty soon. Maybe we do a little giveaway when the episode comes out. Oh, let's give away yeah. some coffee. I'm I'm down for that. Let's go, bro. We're always like giving out coffee, man. Yeah. See you next week, right. guys. Peace out. Thanks again for tuning in to the STL Bucket List Show. This podcast is presented by Bankhead and Firth Ortho. Bankhead and Firth is family friendly and family focused right here in St. Louis. They just celebrated their 50 year anniversary and they have five locations that are all near you right here in St. Louis. Head over to their website at bankheadandfirthortho.com. Today they rep St. Louis. Yeah. They rep St. Louis. They rep St. Louis.